0: welcome back we are continuing in our series in John and and today we're going to be in John chapter 17 verses 12 through 26. Uh, you may see that um, in your Bible the heading above this section of scripture uh, beginning in chapter 17 says the high priestly prayer or something like something about the high priestly prayer and so today we're going to read the text and then just discuss a little bit about what that might mean that uh, why why is it that the Bible, Although um, it doesn't actually say anything in particular in this passage about Jesus being a priest or a high priest, but why is it that over the centuries, uh, people have looked at John chapter 17 as the high priestly prayer? So let's read John 17 verses 12 to 26, and then uh, we'll, we'll discuss that just a little bit. It says, While I was with them, I kept them in your name, which you have given me. I have guarded them, and not one of them has been lost except the Son of Destruction even as we are one. I in them and you in me, that they may become perfectly one so that the world may know that you sent me and love them even as you love me. Father, I desire that they also whom you have given me may be with me where I am to see my glory that you have given me because you love me before the foundation of the world. O righteous father, even though the world does not know you, I know you and these know that you have sent me. I made known to them your name, and I will continue to make it known that the love with which you have loved me may be in them, and I in them. So as I mentioned, over the centuries, people have called this the high priestly prayer. And the question is, why is that? Well, all throughout the Old Testament, you have three different major offices uh, that we see different people playing. One is the role of prophet. The other is the role of king. And then the third is the role of priest. Uh, These prophets, these kings, and these priests, um, they represent different uh, ways of relating uh, between God and his people and between God's people and God. And prophets and kings in particular, they had a function of representing God to the people. So in the prophet's instance, they speak on behalf of God to the people. And in the king's instance, they lead on behalf of God for the people. But the priest, the priest is, you might say, the other way around. The priest is the one who represents the people to God. And so Jesus fulfills all three of these functions in himself. Jesus is the prophet who brings the word of God. He is the king who has all authority and who leads uh, leads God's people. And he is the priest. Now, what does that mean as uh, for Jesus to be our priest? Well, it means, on the one hand, it means that he's our representative, that he stands Uh, for us before God. That's why when he dies on the cross, he's dying on behalf of his people. When he offers up his life, he is, yes, he is the sacrifice, but he's also operating as the priest who is a substitute for the people. But what we see in John chapter 17 is the other function of the priest. And that is that as a priest represents the people, the priest makes intercession before God on behalf of the people. And that's why John 17 is called the high priestly prayer. Because in John 17, Jesus is praying for us. He's praying for the church. He's praying for his disciples. And he's praying for all those people who will ever turn and put their trust in him. And we're just going to highlight a few of the things that Jesus prays about. uh, And hopefully you'll have a a good time discussing it. Uh, First off, in, in verse 13... It says, but now I am coming to you, and these things I speak in the world, that they may have my joy fulfilled in themselves. So one of the things that Jesus desires for his people is that the same joy that he has would be in them. And this is not not something new to the, the book of John. Uh, earlier, in the, um, chap, uh, earlier in this section in John chapter 15, Jesus talks about the words that he has spoken being for our joy. And so Jesus wants us to be uh, happy in him. He wants us to find our joy and satisfaction in knowing God. And then we get this interesting section uh, through really verses 15 through 19, where there's this conversation about the world. Jesus very specifically says that he's not praying that his people would be taken out of the world. So he's not praying that we would somehow be secluded or that we would turn our lives into sort of a monk or monastery lifestyle. But at the same time, while he doesn't want us to be taken out of the world, he also doesn't want us to be overcome by the evil one. And then in verse 17, he says this very clearly, sanctify them in truth. Your word is truth. So to sanctify something means to make it holy. And so Jesus praying that we would be made holy. So simultaneously, he wants us to remain in the world, close to the world, in contact with the world. But before a watching world, he wants us to become more and more and more holy. And so we don't uh, grow in sanctification by separating ourselves from the world. Jesus wants us to grow in sanctification, to becoming becoming more like him in the world. And why is that? Well, Jesus knows that as other people see our lives transformed, as he sees us going from people who hated God to becoming people who love God, as he sees us, as the world sees us going from being idolaters to people who actually genuinely love the one true living God, that God will use that. He'll use the visible sanctification in our lives before the watching world to draw people in to, uh, to want to know Jesus. And then, uh, really, the the last major section of this uh, prayer, I mean, there's a number, there's quite a few things that Jesus is praying for here, but the one that stands out the most comes in verses 20 through 23. Four or five times here, Jesus uses the word one. For example, in verse 21, that they may all be one. And then in verse 20, the glory that you have given me, I have given to them that they may be one, even as we are one. So what is Jesus praying for? He's praying for unity, but it's not just some sort of thin, just agreement. No, Jesus is talking about actually having family relationship. Jesus points to his own relationship with the father and says, just as we are one, just as the father is one with with the son. Jesus is saying he wants all his people both to be one with God to have fellowship with God, to be in relationship with God, but also to have fellowship with each other. And so this is why at Palmetto Shores Church, one of our values here is relationship. It's just another way of us saying we desire for Jesus' prayer that we would be one to be answered. Uh, There's always going to be difficulties. There's always going to be reasons that get in the way, our own sins, our own sufferings, our own difficulties in this life. But we can know that if this is something that Jesus prayed for, then it's something that we should pursue to care for one another, uh, to love one another, and to seek peace and unity with one another as we live our Christian lives together as a, as a body. There's so much awesome stuff to talk about in this section. Hope you enjoy your discussion and c- considering what it means that Jesus is our priest and that he prayed these wonderful things for us.